everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Friday to you all. Um, Yeah, happy Friday. I'm so happy that we were able to make it to the weekend and I hope that you have amazing plans for this weekend and um, I know I have big plans. I have so much cleaning and packing to do in my home. It's a really big deal and um, I just want to be more organized for this move um, in comparison to any other move I've ever made in my entire life. So, um, and I, and it's going well, actually, it's going really, really well. So I just got to keep the momentum going for the next five days and things are going to go swimmingly. So, um, that's what I'm doing this weekend. I hope your weekend is maybe more fun. (laughs) Maybe it's going to be as productive, but just in a different way. So again, happy Friday. I hope that you're having a great day, whether your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end. If you are having a hard day, I always encourage everyone to do the five minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes by yourself to be alone. And it gives you the opportunity to reset, reboot, restart, come back to baseline for your day, um, which you are allowed to do as many times as you need to. I encourage everyone to do this all the time. You can do it every day, week, month, or year. It doesn't matter. Do it as much as you need to. Um, It also gives you the opportunity to take a break from any burdens, issue problems, burdens, issues, problems that you are currently experiencing. And if you are experiencing a problem head-to-head, face-to-face um, that you will have to go back and deal with at some point, I also encourage you to take some time for problem solving so that you can return to that problem with a resolution in hand to you know, offer that up and then be on your way and move forward. That's always good. Um, the most important thing about the five-minute reset that I always encourage people to do is to create a list of at least four items that you are grateful for and not just items just like things in general you can be grateful for being able to sleep in on some days because you don't have to work till later or you don't have to work that day at all you can be grateful for um, going over and spending time with friends and family that you haven't seen in a while maybe you're super grateful that you uh, finally got confident enough to tell someone something that was really um, special or deep or finally realizing you don't you no longer feel any sort of shame or guilt about something that you've gone through and become stronger on the other end. That was definitely me today. Um, But there's so many things you've been grateful for and that's the amazing thing because since you can be grateful for things that are really big, really small, or really medium size, the list is never ending. So that means you can always come up with four things that you are grateful for. So um, I always encourage everyone to do that. And um, last but not least, before you leave your five minute reset time, make sure that you are feeling at least neutral, if not positive about the rest of your day. So you do not pass along your negative mood to anyone else. Also, um, by taking a break from any sort of problems, issues, burdens that you're having and creating your gratitude list. Hopefully you're able to shift your mindset and change your perspective and realize that despite what you're going through right now and the hardships that you're experiencing, that there are still amazing, wonderful things to be grateful for in your life and be thankful for. And I always encourage everyone that if you are going through really rough stuff, still take the time to focus more on the positive things that are happening because those things will comfort you through this negative experience and time that you are enduring. However, I do hope that you're having a really, really great day. Just a reminder that this week we are talking about minimalism and the mind. And today, Friday, we are going to end this week and this topic by talking about how to practice minimalism for good mental health. So let's go ahead and jump right in. 
You know how I love to end the week with a good list for you to use practically and reflect on during the weekend. So that is what is happening today as well. I'm sure if you're not new here, you're not surprised. And if you are new here, just know that it's usually how I end the week because it makes it um, a little more fun, lighthearted, and uh, again, practical for you to go into the weekend if you do want to practice any of the skills or knowledge that I have spoke about this week and um, try it out in your own life. You have a quick list for yourself to review and think over and decide what is going to work well, um, integrate it into your life or not. So uh, today I want to leave you with a quick list of ways you can practice minimalism that will contribute to you having better mental health overall. And I will try to mention tips that I have not really gone over this week. So if you want more tips in addition to the ones that I'm going to talk about right now today, I suggest you listen to the other episodes from this week to get more more suggestions because um, throughout the week I have you know through these topics I have to come up with examples and ideas uh, to help you understand the topic and make it more real in your life and I did mention a couple tips and suggestions that are super common for minimalism however if you're unfamiliar with the concept of that at all then those things wouldn't be common for you so I again I encourage you to go listen to the four episodes prior to this to get um, more information, more tips, and just be better informed if you are interested in minimalism and the mind. Um, the first one I want to start with is learning to say no to things you don't want to do and or don't have the capacity to do. You know, by minimizing the things you commit to, um, you will have less to worry about in letting people down, being disappointed or uncomfortable yourself. And boundaries, as I've spoke about a lot before, and if you are wanting more information on boundaries, please go back into the archive of the podcast as I did talk about personal boundaries for an entire week. So five episodes are out there. And then most every week there is some episode where I talk about personal boundaries because personal boundaries apply to almost every single part of your life. Um, If you want more information about that, I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes as it's very informative on what boundaries are and how to uh, practice those and implement them in your personal life. But, um, yeah, boundaries are one of the most important things for anyone to hold on to and embrace no matter what you are going through. So, uh, by, by saying no to things that you just don't have time to do, you don't want to do, you don't really have the capacity to do because you are doing so many other things or it would just, um, kind of get in the way of things that you are working on, that's fine. And, you know, obviously that contributes to your mental health because then you are, not going into things that you don't want to do and feeling uncomfortable and then feeling disappointed that you even have to be involved in these things or that you said yes and you already know it's going to be a terrible experience and I do suggest not going into everything assuming it's going to be bad because you might be pleasantly surprised but I understand keeping your expectations low but still being positive and being like oh I should be able to get through this however if you do know without a shadow of a doubt that it's going to be bad or you're just not feeling it you're not feeling comfortable you have to learn to say no so that your mental health will be more stable and you won't feel like you are um, press, being pressed in on your boundaries, being forced to do stuff or being manipulated to do it. No, you have to stand up for yourself and have the confidence and strength from within, within you to say no, which will minimize the things that you're responsible for and you're committed to and you'll have less worry and more peace of mind as 
well. Um, the next one is to make sure you have savings for an emergency, which I'm sure sounds super random to you. And you're like, what? Um, but part of minimalism is getting rid of things you don't need, which is one of the hardest things for people because some will feel like you don't need to hold on to things um, that you will need. To, sorry, some people will feel like you do need to hold on to things um, just for those just in case moments and those fears that will harbor like deep within. Um, you may not even realize it's like a super deep fear until you start trying to get rid of a lot of your um, worldly possessions. But having an emergency fund should dampen some of those fears and give you a sense of being prepared if you do need to purchase something. So I'm not saying that if you decide to get rid of half of your makeup collection and then all of a sudden there's a party that you need to go to and you should not have gotten rid of that really pretty sparkly highlighter that would just make everything pop for the Christmas party. I'm not saying that you should use your emergency fund on that, but I'm saying that let's say you decide to um, move somewhere that will not require you to have like snow boots or something, right? You're like, maybe you were deciding to move to California and you you get rid of all your snow gear. However, at some point, maybe your friends just, maybe you and your friends decide to go deep and go up, not deep, go into the mountains and there is snow there. And you already know that before you go, there was possibility of there being snow, or maybe you get invited on a trip to go somewhere that does have snow. Um, then you have that money that you were saving up um, in case, you know, you need to buy snow boots and it's actually integral that you get them and you can't rent them or whatever it is. Like you really think through that decision. Or, you know, let's say that you decide to be um, kind of a nomad and super minimalistic by getting rid of most of your items and like moving from place to place. But let's say one place falls through, at least you have extra emergency fund to find another place to stay. And um, or maybe uh, there's something that happens with your transportation of moving around. You have extra money to take care of those type of things. So I find that for your peace of mind, for your mental health, and to practice minimalism, it's important to continually have an emergency emergency fund and savings going um, since it should be a lot easier if you are really actually practicing minimalism and not spending your money on frivolous things. So you should be able to save money easier because you're spending less inherently. I'm not saying you're not spending anything. You're just probably spending less. And so you should save all that money that you would normally spend on things that you don't need. And then you have that fund in case you need it. So I encourage you to do that. Whether you practice minimalism or not, you should just be doing that. Um, the next one is to take the time to deeply think over purchases, which is a kind of compare, like uh, related to what I was talking about before about savings. And I'm not saving, saying you should go so far as to the analysis by paralysis edge, you know, where you're like literally thinking the decision to death almost, but to take your time when contemplating buying things, especially more expensive items and things you aren't sure about. So let's say you're like, oh, I 75% know that I would like to have this thing, but you're not sure. So take an extra, you know, day or two if you have the ability to do that, um, to really think it through and ask yourself, okay, well, um, so ask yourself if you are going to be using it on the regular, uh, what value will it bring to your life? Will it simplify anything for you and can you actually afford to purchase it 
it and if necessary maintain it so like if there's something that you have to buy and you have to continually like upgrade it or take care of it or fix it or whatever it may be that's extra work that's extra time that you have to schedule into your life so when you are thinking about buying um, little things that may not cost a lot but they could add up over time consider those purchases if you're considering buying something that is very expensive ask yourself if you really need it and um, do you find yourself using it like a month from now three months from now six nine or a year two years you know what I mean do you have any big plans that would make owning this thing um, more difficult than not it's important to ask yourself those questions I like I said there's a happy medium between not asking asking and then asking too many questions where you just have the hardest time making a decision at all whatsoever so I encourage you to really think those through so that you use your money wisely and you buy things that are actually going to bring value and inspire you in your life to become the best person that you want to be Uh, The next one is to examine your relationships with things you have chosen to keep. You know, ask yourself if you are holding on to things because of some sentimental value, but still not using those items. So a good example is if you have like a storage tub of CDs in your garage and you've had them ever since you're in like sixth grade or whatever it was. And anytime you go out to the garage and you're like looking for something and you just like uh, mourn over them and you're like, oh my gosh, so many memories. Or maybe every time that you move, you're like, oh my gosh, look at this whole CD collection, but you don't ever use them. You don't ever play them. Um, Then I like think, ask yourself like, okay, it's sentimental, but do I really need to continue to store them and not use them? Um, Probably not. And I know it's going to be hard to ask yourself these questions because um, even we're going through it. Like I have a bag of stuff that my mother Um, that I got from my mother after she passed away. It was super random. Um, But yeah, I have this stuff and I don't ever want to get rid of it. And I know that at some point, I know that I'm gonna have to part with some of it. Other things I'll definitely keep forever. There are certain photos and there's a copy of her obituary and some other things, but there are definitely things that I don't need. And actually, as the years have gone on and as I've moved, I've slowly gotten rid of certain things because I just know that I can't continue to carry around everything with me all the time. And, um, and you have to just ask yourself, is, is really just having it so you can reflect back on that sentimental value actually worth continuing to clutter up? And I know that sounds harsh, but to continue to clutter up your life just for those things. Um, one of the best ways to preserve memories for physical items you don't actually need is to take photos of it and create a photo book to reflect back on when you need to or to just have the pictures like on your phone and make sure that those are downloaded onto some sort of cloud um, website um, storage space so that you can look back on them when you do want to reminisce about it. You know, especially the whole CD thing with everything being digital. Maybe you just want to go through those CDs and make sure that you are able to have those um, digitally and I definitely want to let you know that don't assume that you can just get everything digital because there has been a CD album that I've been looking for digital for years and it's just not available I've just come to the to the to the knowledge that it's just not available it's only available on CD I am about to order the CD from Amazon even though I feel like I'm spending too much money but um 
just to have it. And like I would say with those things, if you really like it and you know you're going to enjoy it and actually use it, fine, keep it. But if you're not, if all you're doing is looking and recalling memories and maybe calling up your friends or texting them and be like, oh, remember this CD? Like just take pictures of those. Um, If you do want to listen to the music, find a way to listen to it online, um, digitally. If you can't and you know you are going to listen to it at some point, keep those couple CDs. Maybe take them out of the jewel case and put them in like a CD, um, one of those CD pouch holders. Um, but just try to minimize that stuff in your life. My husband has a t-shirt collection of t-shirts that he's been accumulating since like elementary or junior high. And, you know, I tell him all the time, I'm like, do you really, 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 really need these? And, um, he's always like, yes, I do. And so we've kind of come up with the idea in the last year and thrown it around. He's finally accepted to make all those t-shirts like into a quilt, into some sort of blanket so that he can hang it on the wall of his office or, you know, actually use it as a blanket in the winter time and get some use out of those memories. Um, cause he doesn't want to just throw them away, which is fine. But then there's other things that we are happy to throw away. Um, we had like buckets and buckets and buckets of, and not like huge buckets, but like, you know, storage buckets of like cards and drawings that my daughter has done ever since she's like started drawing. And there came a time where it was taking up way too much space in our home. So I took pictures of literally everything and then we just burned it all because you know, we want those memories and I want to be able to reflect back and be like, oh my gosh, look at that cute thing that you drew, but I don't need it in person. I don't need it taking up space in my home. And she's probably not going to want to take it with her when she moves out. And I could put it in a memory book. I really could, but I feel like it'll be a lot easier in a digital one that I can create online because it's a picture that I took on my phone that is now being stored in the cloud. So I encourage you to really examine the relationships with the items that you are keeping for sentimental value or for some sort of memory. Also, if you have negative memories attached to things and the reason that you are not getting rid of it is you have a fear that if once you get rid of it that you will um like if you are harboring some sort of what's the word I'm looking for um if you are continuing to keep judgment on someone if you are holding a grudge that's the word I was looking for and you don't want to get rid of the item because it means that if you do that they will get away with whatever they got away with and that they didn't apologize for or make right um, then that's just really holding power over you you know and you should really be getting rid of anything that's holding negative emotions and causing you to reflect down in those negative times that are not if they're not healing at all then you need to move on from it and get rid of it that is my suggestion for you. The next one is to make good use of your time. You know, becoming a minimalist can also help you cut out things in your schedule that are not priorities. This will end up saving you time and energy to invest back into something else that really matters to you and has value. So make sure that, you know, you're using your time as wisely as possible. Make sure that if you are, um, required to be at well if you're required to be at things and it's probably gonna be really hard to get out of it but if you um, have agreed to responsibilities and activities that you would prefer not and they don't line up with your values and they they are not important to you and they're not bringing you any joy or satisfaction or fulfillment I encourage you to get rid of those things and only engage yourself in priorities and your schedule will suddenly open up you'll feel more free you'll feel more um have the better ability to actually 
actually think clearly and really hone in and use um, some really uh, useful time to dive deep into deep thoughts and creative uh, use of your creative part of your brain to really develop um, on the things that matter in your life and the ideas that you need to come up with as opposed to being overstimulated by all the things that you have to do and think about and worry about, you know, just free your mind to have the time for the things that really mean something to you. Lastly, minimalism will help help you live the life you want to live, not the one you think you need to live. And, you know, this is definitely a message that I'm preaching to myself. I'm for years have been out there trying to live the life that I think that other people want me to live, need me to live for the sake of them and what they want. And it's been in the last couple of years that I've realized that that is not what's important. You need to do and live your life for you, not for other people, or else you won't actually truly enjoy it or gain anything from it or grow and learn and become your best self. Um, by taking the time to eliminate activities, responsibilities, or anything else from your schedule because it doesn't share your values or align with your goals, you will have the opportunity to focus on creating your desired life and be more intentional about how you live it. And that's important. You need to be intentional about everything you do, especially if you are trying to practice minimalism. The more you give up physically and mentally, you will feel less guilt about trying to keep up with the others or just fit in and be what is considered quote-unquote normal Um, and I don't think anyone should be striving to be quote-unquote normal or what people would consider normal because it's probably not or it's probably super boring or it's just not going to fit who you are because we're all different we're made differently on purpose so that we can come together as a community and fulfill the needs of what other people need so we can all we're all like different puzzle pieces coming together to um, create this amazing bond and community so we're all able to serve each other that's what I believe um, which is why you shouldn't try to be like anyone else out there you should just try to be who you are and you are getting the opportunity to live your life with purpose and no longer just do things because you think it is what is expected of you. Um, you know, there's definitely a time and place for doing things that you feel are expected of you, but then there's also another time for you to realize that you need to be doing what you feel is right, what's going to fulfill you, what's going to bring you the most joy, and what is going to help you reach your goals and what's actually going to align with your values and um, make sense for you. So that's that on that, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina, and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and this week talking about minimalism and the mind. Um, If you enjoyed it and you know someone else that would enjoy it, this episode or any other episodes this week or from previously before, um, like back in the in the in the archives of the podcast, please, I encourage you to share them. Um, Thank you so much for anyone that is actually out there sharing and talking about the podcast. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know absolutely um please check the description box for notes for the show also where you can find me on instagram which is at real positive girl podcast send me an email with any questions comments concerns prayer requests uh feedback or topic suggestions to real positive girl podcast at gmail.com but happy friday again i hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend everything goes well you enjoy it you feel productive you get some rest and i will see you back here next week I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye.